Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm Todd Lyons. I'm Tracy Snow. And this is the Innovate On Demand podcast, solo edition. Hey, everybody. Natalie and Valeria couldn't make it for this episode, so I'm sliding over from my producer chair to take the helm. If you've ever felt like a person with an idea that could innovate the public service and wished you had a peer group to act as a sounding board in developing it and presenting it, you want to listen in to our discussion today. Tracy, um, give me your, your elevator pitch. Like, who are you and where are you working right now? Sure. So I'm a senior analyst at the Canada Revenue Agency, and I work in an innovation lab there. It's called the Research and Innovation Lab. It's part of their headquarters. We've been looking at innovation kind of across our agency. We've been talking to a lot of different people and, and managers and executives, talking to people all across the agency and trying to understand what their kind of vision for innovation is at the agency, but also what the real barriers are that are kind of getting in the way to letting people innovate more in their kind of everyday work space. Uh, so that's kind of in a nutshell, the work that my team has kind of been doing, just going out and having all of those conversations and then wrapping it up into a deck because, of course, everything in government goes into a PowerPoint deck and you end up talking to people at the higher levels and kind of relaying some of those messages. What were the themes that we were hearing uh, from all of these different groups that we were going and talking to? And I think having like honest conversations about some of the barriers that are in place because everybody is willing to listen, I think, to the to the mindsets that are kind of holding us back. So that's kind of how we framed the work that we've been doing. And what we're uncovering is this idea of we have these certain sorts of mindsets in place at the agency and we want to shift some of that stuff. So an example of one that we would want to shift is this idea of, well, Innovation is just something that takes more time, and I just don't have time for that, so I'm just going to keep doing things the regular way. And so we're talking about, well, let's shift that into I'm always looking for new ways to enhance my work. I don't. It's not necessarily like, oh, it's a totally different thing outside of my regular work. I want to look at my work in a different way. So we've been having conversations with our management about like how can we help kind of create projects or actions or whatever you would like to call them that would allow people to experiment with this kind of stuff. Working in an innovative space is tiring. Like constantly fighting against the status quo is not an easy thing to be doing. Uh, and I work in an innovation lab. And so, of course, we're always trying we're always trying to change things. And it uh, you have to help one another through it. And so we talk about this idea of we want to work more in the open and we're kind of trying to figure out how to navigate that. We're just building a plan now of like, what does that actually mean in our context? Mm -hmm. I'm also thinking about how do you um, help people more than just communicating out? Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's a, a role for working in the open, which is just putting your information out there to mm -hmm. people about yeah. how you're working. But I struggle with the, how can I also help them engage with it in some way. Like, how do you actually help someone learn? It's not just by putting a one-way communication out. It's also by providing some sort of, like, follow-up or support or something to help them actually do something with it. 
how is the best way to make room to help people who really want to do this kind of work and they want to make change in their workplace and they want, they're excited and they, they want to do it, but they don't know. How do you get people excited about the fact that, okay, I'm probably the worst person to be asking this question because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm one of those people that sort of has been in that situation where I mm-hmm. want to try to improve the culture that I'm functioning with if, and mm-hmm. I just don't feel there's a lot of a gravity to sort of pull everyone in that same direction. But how do you get people to, to see that there's a benefit in trying to do things differently as opposed to, like you said, just sort of going along with what they already know because it's comfortable. You don't have to learn. You don't have to change. You just have to repeat where, what you've already done in the way that you've done it. Mm-hmm. My current working theory, and let's talk about it because we'll see if, you, yes. if I can like bring you on board. Firstly, I think when I looked at like the entirety of our agency, we we're huge. We've got like 44,000 employees. And so at first when we started talking about this, the conversation around my team was, okay, we have to do something for everybody. It's got to be for everyone all at the same time. And then as we started doing research and talking to people and as I started thinking about culture change, I kind of shifted my own mind and, and thought of it more like a movement. And I'm inspired by things like One Team Gov, where I see it's not like everybody in government shows up for One Team Gov. No. But there's a certain kind of personality type. And I, I mean, I, I personally just call them keeners. I mean, you know, like <laughs> call them whatever it is. Unicorns, I've heard people also refer to people in an innovation space. For me, it's like the people that are already like really wanting something of meaning and they care about impact. They care deeply about like public service as a calling. They want to make things better. They're already pretty much the people doing stuff off, off the side of their desks. Yes. They're looking for opportunities to find one another, to help one another. They're already out there and doing those things. And I believe firmly that they exist in every organization in the public service. I know that they exist in my own organization. And so as we've started doing this work and talking to people, I, I don't actually think that convincing Everyone is what I'm trying to do in the beginning. I think what I'm trying to do is find those keener unicorn people and help them (laughs) because they're already trying so hard to do things and they may or may not know all about each other. I think sometimes they're connecting across like a community practice, but even networks at the working level, I would say that cross branches, I won't say they're uncommon, but I think they could use some help. And so I'm looking at like how to actually reinforce whatever is actually out there and how to help those people kind of bring the reality of what their challenges are to higher level conversations, because that's one thing I think we can at least offer is kind of like, we'll be that buffer, (laughs) kind of take some of those conversations up and hopefully have really I, I'm, this is what I want anyway. Yeah. Hopefully have ask, people ask. at the upper level to say, okay, what can we actually do to enable this? And it maybe it won't be like boil the ocean, everything has to change, but no. like what are specific things that we could try? And so right now I'm not trying to change the minds of all the people that are totally disengaged. Uh, so I'm trying to find the people that are already working really hard in all of this. And they're already kind of like self intrinsically motivated on some level and try and bring them together. And try and like have conversations with one another, support one another, create a community that is about that. And I guess you, I will probably brand it something around innovation, which is pretty general. Um, but really just trying to find those people, enable them and also make them kind of role models. So and, and that I need to figure out exactly what we're going to be doing, but at least communicating around the work that they're doing, how they're doing it differently, and hopefully getting them to like share somehow in the open some way that they're comfortable with. Um, 
what it is that they're doing differently. So we can kind of promote them under some sort of horizontal, like recognized by the management banner, that this is the way innovation actually is like working in these pockets and how can like, you know, join us, you know, like kind of inviting people to think about, well, if they can do it, and it seems like they really are engaged and like they care and they're enjoying their mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can try something differently. You know, if they're doing it, it seems like they're that's working for them and they seem excited. It's almost like I almost feel like it's magnetism and maybe I'm overly positive. But when you meet someone who's super engaged and you hear it and you see it um, from like radiating off of them, I think it is just engaging and it makes people curious. But like, what is going on there? Like, how do they feel that way about their job? And they work where I work. There's something different happening there. And so I think people just want to kind of figure out what that is. You just have to show it to them. I find those sort of people infectious. Yeah. Um, maybe some people kind of find them. I don't know. Is diluted too strong a word? <laughs> I, I'm that's glad possible. that you, I'm glad that you're going after a certain amount of like a certain type of person that's maybe already the converted person because mm-hmm. there's a very maybe and this is just me showing where I've been a very strong I don't know well established group of people that have just endured so much change that the idea of innovation is just not something that they're interested in because they've they've watched attempts at change come and go and be unsuccessful and they're just not part of the believers. So where do you find the unicorns or how do you help the unicorns find you so that they know that you're interested in learning about them? Mm -hmm. Well, we're just embarking on it right now. So like I'll say that as like a, a starting point. I find that some of the communities that we're already kind of attracted to, I guess, their natural fits are um, people that are in kind of working in lean. Uh, So that's like one group that are they're kind of their mindsets around like how to fix things and what can work in terms of getting people to change how they go about their work. So there's like there's natural kind of alliances to lean and innovation, of course, like it just makes sense. So that's one kind of group that we're seeking out are all these different practitioners in lean in our organization. Another one that's just kind of beginning, we're calling it CX, but really it's client experience, customer experience, people that are thinking about service design and that are engaging with that. Mm-hmm. I have the great fortune in my innovation lab. One of the things that we do is we go out and run like kind of short one day workshops on design thinking. And that gives me just exposure to whoever wanted to sign up for said workshop because they were curious about this sort of a thing. And so I also kind of run across people there. And you, when you spend a day with someone, you definitely get a sense of like who's really excited. So I'm getting kind of connections to people that way as well. We are talking to the different groups that are labeled as innovation groups. So, of course, like there's lots of different because our organization is huge. There's lots of different teams across the different branches mm-hmm. that are calling themselves innovation, whatever, like innovation labs, innovation just at the kind of the team level, they're looking at prototypes or they're looking at new technologies. They're looking at all these kind of not radically different, but like emerging technologies and things that are kind of yeah. possibly going to change the way that we work in the future. So we're looking around in those kind of pockets of people and places to make connections. What remains to be seen as kind of our future job is how can we bring all these people together in a meaningful way, you know, that they can want to make time for and that they want to kind of share with 
one another and across because right now they're all used to working in their pockets. And that's totally fair. That's what they've been set up to do. Like I can't at this moment in time change any of that and I'm not looking to. I'm just looking to find them where they are and say, hey, I think there's something really interesting and special about the the way you approach your work and can we talk about that and how can we kind of connect what you're doing to a larger audience because right now and this is you know I don't think uh controversial to say but if people in the branch are aware of what their whole branch is doing, that's still a surprise. Uh, so at most, you're maybe reaching the people in your branch. You're very rarely getting a platform where people across our entire organization actually know what you're up to and how that might be useful to them in some way. So I'm hoping that when we go out and we say, this is what we're trying to do, we'll find people that are willing to go, yeah, that makes sense. I want to help you do that. F- let's figure out a way that it's not completely burdensome on me because I recognize that no matter where we go and who we talk to, we're all busy. Like <laughs> Everybody's busy and everybody's busy delivering on these performance indicators that aren't really horizontal. They're meant to be group-specific, branch-specific. They're not really built necessarily. Like if I go to like an innovation lean team in one branch, their indicators are about their specific projects typically within their branch. And so when I go to them and I try and ask them to give me their time for whatever I'm trying to do, it's an ask. Like I know that that's like somewhat of a burden that they are volunteering Mm -hmm. to take on. And so I want to be really respectful of that and figure out how to make it something that is not going to eat up endless amounts of their time, but also hopefully that they feel like they're building something with us. Because I don't think that I can just go and tell people, this is what it has to be. And now you have to create this for me. Um, I think I have to go to them and say, here's our aspirations. Like, here's our objectives. This is what we're trying to do. We think there's something good here. How can we work together so I can share this, amplify it, are you willing to kind of do work in the open in any way, shape, or form? And here are some examples of what this could mean. Will you go on this journey with us? So I, I get that it's going to be a like it has to be a voluntary thing, and they have to want to work towards. So it's it. a it's a collaboration. It's not just you invite a bunch of people in, get them to do a big brain dump, take all that information, and do something with it. But you want them to help you to figure out how to enact it. I think. It would work better if we do that. And certainly I want to have individual conversations with the groups that I think are promising and and float this. You know, I want to hear from them. What can we actually do together? Like what's reasonable to ask of you? What do you want? Like what are you trying to do? And again, this is like a hypothesis that I have that they're the sorts of people that I'm trying to connect with right now. They do really want to make an impact beyond like they all are always wanting to make a bigger impact. So if I'm trying to help them do that and I'm open to like, let's figure that out, I'm hoping that they'll want to have that conversation. I think no matter what, there's going to be different people at different places that have different kind of capacity and willingness and maybe even different um, capacity to do that kind of um ideation. So maybe for some groups, if they want, if I want them to be part of it, it will have to be very plug and play. (laughs) You know, like I might have to come up with a little more of, okay, well, here's an example of what we discussed with someone else that seems to be working for them. How about this? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's going to be required at at some level for some people, but I want to remain open, at least at the beginning stages of what we're doing right now in the conversations that we have 
to various ways that this could look. Because if I walk in with something that's 100% formulated and now I just need you to give me your content, I, I'm not sure that it will then appeal in the same way. Like I really want to be able to have an open conversation with them, certainly yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, it's my hypothesis at least that that will go better <laughs> than if I just go in and say, this is exactly how you have to interact with us. And you have to do it on our terms. I just don't think that's realistic. I think I have to be able to to kind of give them some flexibility to determine how it could work for them. Like, for example, in working in the open, I can't just go in and say, like, oh, you, you haven't been doing necessarily everything in the open. Like, now I want you to just save everything open on GC Docs, everything you do. Like, that's never going to work for anybody, you know? <laughs> So I have to talk to them about, okay, here's various kind of levels of working in the open. Like, where are you willing to like explore this with us? Okay, what kind of conversations do you need to have with your management? Maybe I can support you in that. Um, you know, what sorts of ways are you open to? Do you want to just like dip your toe in? Like, are you open to like one blog post? <laughs> like, what is it that I can kind of put out there that's something you're curious about and you're willing to explore with us and I will help you? That's kind of what I'm imagining the conversation will start as. So if there are any unicorns listening to this, how should they approach you? Um, <laughs> uh, well, you could definitely reach out to me a few different ways. Um, I'm on Twitter at Tracy with an E-Y. So T-R-A-C-E-Y creates. All one word, Tracy creates. So that's one way to find me. Uh, you can also find me through our um, our email at work. So Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y dot snow, S-N-O-W, at C-R-A dash A-R-C dot G-C dot C-A. I know that's a mouthful, but that's it. What's the timeline for something like this? Because uh, I don't know when your show is going to see daylight, (laughs) but I don't want it to be too late for people to to participate. Mm -hmm. Or is this something that once it begins, I don't know, does it lend itself to sort of take on other people that want to sort of pile on board as, as, as collaborators at whatever point you guys are and then just keep running with it? I do think that it's going to be like an, a, a long-term kind of ongoing – I don't know how many months we're talking about before this sees the light of day. But as you said, there's no way that this is just a static group. Like I find, you know, the 25 unicorns and that's it. I think, of course, we want to keep this open. We want to add more people in. We want to find ways for this to grow. Uh, and, of course, I'll have to imagine, reimagine how the conversations happen and how we all work together as it gets bigger, ideally. Mm-hmm. But for sure, there's going to be opportunities to connect with our group moving forward and whatever is going on. We want – if you're a keener and you're a unicorn, find me. <laughs> I will I will take you in and I will figure out what to do with you. You know, I would never say no. That, to me, would be crazy. Did you have any <laughs> final thoughts? I get the sense that unicorns basically need some sort of a support group uh, because this is tough work. And so somewhere – I like that. Unicorn support group. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, if I'm being completely honest, it's inspired by um, – and I wish I were going to remember his name. Uh, there's a New Brunswick Innovation Lab for their provincial government. I think it's called the New Lab, N-O-U mm. Lab. Uh I spoke to him, uh, the leader, and I forget his name off the top of my head. I'm feel, going to feel so bad about that, about, you know, how did he get started in his organization? And one of the things he did is is what we're talking about. And he specifically calls them unicorns and they bring themselves together for like kind of community practice unicorn meetings. Uh, and the way you get invited, it's almost like you have to be a unicorn to welcome another unicorn in, which I thought was kind of interesting as a way to approach it. And so they all get together. And what I would, I honestly, 
honestly would, the way he described it to me, it sounds like a unicorn support group where they go in there and it's like, hi, my name is Tracy. I'm working in innovation. Like, these are my challenges, but here's what I really want to move it towards. Like, does, does that resonate with any of you? Can you help me do any of this? How can we might maybe work together? So I would love to recreate that kind of a feel. And um, I also am very fortunate to participate in the Government of Canada Labs and Hubs meetups, where they bring together various people from across the GC that are working in uh, innovation labs and innovation hubs. And we talk about lots of different things, but our very last session of the year was a reflection session. So talking about like, what did we accomplish over the last year? What are hopes kind of like moving forward? And we you did an exercise called a fishbowl exercise. I don't know if you've ever participated. I haven't. Tell me about it. Um, the idea is you set up chairs in consecutive circles. So the very middle circle has four chairs and each of them has a microphone. And the people that sit in those four chairs are the people that start the conversation. And then outside those four chairs are consecutive circles of other chairs. So everybody's kind of observing. And so the middle is the fishbowl. And these are the people that in theory are swimming around, but really they're talking. And in order for you to participate, you just tap someone on the shoulder they get up, you grab the mic, and you sit down in the middle. So now like that fish has jumped out of the bowl, you're now jumping into the bowl. And so the conversation just evolves as people kind of tap people mm. in and out um, when they find something interesting that they want to comment on or add to. And then if someone really wants to come back in, they can come back and tap <laughs> someone else on the shoulder and put themselves back in. And there's no rules around when you can tap. It's just when you've been tapped, you have to leave. That's that's the rule. Um, and then if you're excited, you can try and tap back in. So I that was my first time watching and uh, participating from the middle also of that fishbowl. And I really enjoyed that experience. And it kind of accidentally turned into what I would call an innovation kind of unicorn support group. Because when we talk about like, what have we been through the year? And like, even though we're a very diverse group, you know, GC hubs and labs across all of the departments, we're not all doing the exact same thing. And innovation, as I'm sure you know, is this like giant banner. So <laughs> many things fall under that. So we don't, it's not that we don't have a lot in common. We we are all just a very diverse group. But something we definitely all have in common is this wish for change faster than it comes and wanting, like, just longing for the day that, you know, I wish this was easier and I wish that was easier. And, oh, my gosh, why isn't there support to really do things radically differently? And so we do all have that in common. So kind of accidentally, our fishbowl turned a little bit into that kind of idea of innovation support group. And we were really fortunate at that particular session to have two um, participants that came from the private sector, um, from two different um, consultancy uh, companies. And they gave a really interesting perspective because their entire jobs revolve around going into departments that are asking for help with innovation type projects, usually around service design. And um, they gave a little tips, I would say, in terms of the teaching up that was one of the phrases that they used. Um, so recognizing that a lot of organizations uh, say, oh, we want service design, we want CX, we want innovation, like put it, plug in whatever kind of terminology mm -hmm. you want. But they don't necessarily realize what that entails uh, in terms of the time commitment that you would need. Like, for instance, with service design, you really need to put in a ton of effort up front to reach out to the people you're actually designing services for. That's a long, like these are not things you do in a week. This is something that takes an extended effort and you have to talk to a lot of people and you want to be getting their kind of feedback all along the way. And so they 
you were saying in their jobs, part of what they're doing is actually saying this, if you want this outcome, you need to do it this way. There are things that have to happen and this is what it looks like. And you need to, you know, for example, give, you know, however many months upfront for that kind of user research um, phase. And so it was interesting hearing them talk about that. And I liked the terminology of teaching up. And then that kind of made me think, hmm, this is something we definitely need to support each other in because it's not easy. Like that's terrifying to actually walk into a room and it's very clear whoever it is that's, you know, immediately above you has a different understanding than what you're starting to learn mm -hmm. by like researching this on the ground and talking to people or reading books or whatever it is that you're doing to do that research. You're going, ooh, this is sounding like it's different than what they were originally envisioning, especially around timelines. And, you know, we all want to deliver and we all all want to please the people that we're working with. But when you're doing this kind of work, you have an obligation to do your absolute best to help them understand like why, why we need to think about it differently. And, and this is why it's so important. So when he was talking about teaching up, I found that very inspiring and scary <laughs> at the same time. But that to me just means like, oh, there's something there. If it's inspiring and scary, it's probably good. No, all the, all the learning, <laughs> all the growth is, is in that uncomfortable part of the zone. There. Yeah. And so that came up too For during sure. the fishbowl conversation of like, oh, well, you know, if you're doing it like you've always done it and you're comfortable, let's, you're not really learning and you're not no. really pushing anyone. And so this idea of teaching up in my mind, I think that's something we all have to carefully uh, kind of aspire to because I think it has to happen. You know, like I, I hear lots of support in, ter in the terminology. You know, I hear like we do want these things. And I want to believe that it's not that they don't want to give you the room to actually do it. I, I think they they don't know. And so when it's our job on the front line to say, okay, well, I've gone out and I've figured out an actual plan as to how we would do this. Mm -hmm. And this is what it looks like. And I need you to give me the space to really do this. And so I'm, I'm trying my best at like the levels that I interact with mm -hmm. to have those sorts of conversations. But I can tell you that it is scary. Like it's definitely scary. And uh, different people will react differently to it. And I think it, a little bit it's like testing the waters and it's a little it's very much about trust. And it's very much about like being able to explain, especially when around timelines, like what is it that you need this time for? So that was also something that has kind of like been imparted on me in terms of wisdom of, well, we kind of feel like we intuitively know, but this is going to take so long and you only gave me, you know, two weeks or a month mm -hmm. or whatever. I think it's on me at the working level to really sit down and go, okay, well, what are all the steps and why is it going to take this long? And now go back and say, this is what I think we need to do and here's how long it's going to take. Please support me in this because you say you want whatever this outcome is at the end and I want to get you there and this is what I think we need. So work with me to do that. And that's um, something that I'm really hoping that we can test out and continue to do and support one another, the other unicorns that I suspect are hopefully trying to do those sorts of things too in their own little pockets mm -hmm. to kind of do that. And maybe eventually I can find managers that want to be unicorns or work together. Maybe eventually they're executives. I know there's, I saw one down there today, an executive that I would consider a unicorn. Um, Dave Connerbury, I'll, I'll give you a little shout out. I think he's a unicorn. Uh, so I want to find them too and actually try I've worked and, like, for them. So them. I can say that they exist with certainty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Tracy. I've appreciated uh, meeting you today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm excited that someone's working on this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Tracy. You've been listening to Innovate On Demand, brought to you by the Canada School of Public Service. 
Our music is by Grapes. I'm Todd Lyons, producer of this series. Thank you for listening. Thank you.